and welcome to another episode of the show. Today, we have with us Dr. Daniela Colombini. She holds an MD in Occupational Medicine and Health Statistics. She is a certified European ergonomist and has been working for 40 years as a researcher in developing methods of risk evaluation of occupational biomechanical overload. She is the co-author of the OCRA method, new way align NIOS manual lifting, and tapos for working posture. At present, she is the president and director of the EPM IES Association and has worked as a professor in occupational medicine school in University of Milan, Florence and Bogota for many years. I hope you'll enjoy this episode. I've been reading about you and I've been reading up your profile and I've been reading about you on the internet, everything that I could get my hands on. And I really have to ask you, what inspired you to pursue a career in ergonomics and occupational medicine? Um, and what do you find the most rewarding about your work? Oh, I would immediately say the passion for disease prevention rather than cure. When I attended the first uh, occupational medicine lessons uh, in university studies uh, taught by the dear and late uh, Professor Greco Antonio, practically the first uh, Italian ergonomist, I understood that uh, I would uh, really dedicate myself uh, to ergonomics. The professor believed in our first field studies and founded the current APM ES Association, where now I perform the function of president. Uh, what is most rewarding in my job? Two things. The first was the awareness of having chosen a topic that was neglected by already relevant at the time, the prevention of risk by biomechanical overload. The second was the choice to spread our educational experience with many trading courses, also throughout ever new teachers trained by us. So as an expert in ergonomics, what are some common misconceptions that people have about the field and how do you address those in your work? Uh, the most common idea among companies is that the prevention and therefore ergonomics can also be effective in reducing risk, but that it increases company cost reducing productivity and therefore it is better to do nothing. By training technicians and company managers, showing practical example of cost-benefit analysis, we are trying to prove the opposite. So with more people working from home because of the pandemic, COVID, um, how has the field of ergonomics evolved to address the unique challenges of remote work environments? I think uh, there has not yet been time to create sufficient literature on the subject, given that uh, the problems are very recent uh, and given that uh, risk assessment and the search for solution at home are even more complex. 
we mainly deal with the occupational biomechanical overload and partly with the study of related work stress. And I think that the main attention should be focused on uh, the stress study in working home now. So, Dr. Daniela, you are the president of the Scientific Association EPMIES, which is the Ergonomics of Posture and Movement International Ergonomics School. Uh, what does this association mainly deal with and what are the main objectives? Oh, I am very happy for this question. Uh, the International School EPMIES, Ergonomics of Posture and Movement, has been created in fulfillment of one of the main statutory purposes, diffusion of knowledge, teaching and training devoted to different operators involved in prevention, ergonomics and occupational health. The APMES Scientific Association performs the following activities in relation to the general aim of improving the health and more conditions. First, use of research result as material for creating also original and validated risk assessment methods, OCRA for the upper limb repetitive movement, MAPO for patient lifting, TACOS for lower limbs and spine, awkward posture, ergo check for pre-mapping of all the occupational risk, variable lifting index, as update of NIOSH manual lift, all devoted to prevention and managing of occupational biomechanical overload. Second, development of simple tools as free software for feed application suitable to simplify the risk assessment and management of biomechanical overload. Third, development of training courses recently also in a learning version devoted to all the different professionals who are dedicated to prevention. And finally, setting up new schools in the world, including teachers' formations. So how many years has this organization been active? Oh, the first association was born in 1985 as a research unit, ergonomic of posture and movement, as a collaboration between the public bodies such as Polytechnic and Polyclinic and the Donyoki Foundation in Milan. In 2011, it evolved into the current APM International Ergonomic School, a cultural no-profit association of relevant teachers, experts in ergonomics, belonging to 12 different countries of the world, operating in five languages, English, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, and French. That's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> So that means that you're involved not only in risk assessment, but also in health management. Did I get that right? The occupational risk management 
we are talking about biomechanical overload, but uh, it applies to any other occupational risk. It's also implemented throughout the result of health surveillances, which must be addressed to occupational risk encountered. For this reason, uh, APM ES Association also provides training opportunities for company doctors, courses that offer simple and effective techniques for the first identifying and then managing workers with pathologies. For example, our courses teach how to deal with the difficult problem of reintegrating the pathological worker into work, as well how to recognize and report a professional illness to the appropriate institutions. So what made you prepare the simple anamnestic model that you call the Latin questionnaire? Uh, the original model of questionnaire published in Spine in 1993 and on ergonomics in 1998 was updated and optimized, based on more than 40 years application experience and validation and renamed Latin Questionnaire. This uh, anamnestic model of questionnaire presented in the Congress differs from the other models proposed in the literature, mainly because it employs a positive threshold, which allow using a predetermined level of severity to select an anesthetic significant case compared to cases with minor disorder, the cases selected with the well-known Nordic questionnaire. This strategy, even after collecting only anamnestic data, is indispensable to conduct preliminary epidemiological studies thanks to the possibility of comparing well-selected collective data on, on the exposed working population with those of reference population not exposed to biomechanical overload. Now update on the basis of over 4,000 new cases and provided with the questionnaires itself. Letting questionnaire is also supplies informal simple tools free downloaded uh, as Excel software by our site. So in your keynote speech, uh, you're going to be talking about the importance and necessity of epidemiological studies to complete health surveillance in working environments. Can you underline why that is? Okay, even few for space problem, the data presented in uh, our publication about letting questions indicate the importance of completing the clinical screening of workers with a collective evaluation of the results, comparing the percentage of positive threshold observed in exposed 
add in reference group separately for different working area. This is important because uh, even in the absence of a risk assessment or in presence of uh, assessment uh, incorrectly performed, the significant excess of the positive threshold detected to the questionnaire compared to those of reference group demonstrate the presence of risk for the anatomical area for which the surplus positive is detected. But can these epidemiological studies also be conducted by company doctors who do not have specific knowledge in the field? Uh, to make it possible for occupational physicians to study the collective results mm -hmm. obtained with the questionnaire, we have created a simple tool consisting of Excel spreadsheet, which can be downloaded free of charge from our website. By reporting on it the few data required for each worker, the software automatically provides in histograms the prevalence of the collective results by gender, by three age groups, by area, upper limb, lower limbs, cervical, dorsal, and lumbosacral spine. Differentiating negative subject with those with positive threshold and those with minor disturbances. This software also reports if there are significant differences with similar data obtained from the reference group, which are already entered in the software. With this, uh, this uh, preliminary epidemiological studies is easily to obtain. So does the occupational doctor also have to know the risk assessment techniques in case of exposure to biomechanical overload? For any risk, uh, occupational doctors uh, are required to know the risk assessment techniques techniques that are generally taught during the school of specialization in occupational medicine. However, since the risk of biomechanical overload is more recently acquired, in many countries, including Italy, it is often not treated in sufficient depth. When the occupational physician begins to work in a company, they immediately acknowledge that the risk of biomechanical overload is the most frequently encountered, and they do not know how to manage it, don't knowing the techniques to measure it. So in summary, what should be the function of the occupational doctor? Long but very important question. <laughs> Basically, uh, the occupational medical doctor has to know how risks are present and its meaning uh, after 
developed a specific medical surveillance program. For example, which worker should uh, evaluate and when? After, search worker with occupational musculoskeletal disease, they were related musculoskeletal disorder. After, fitness and return to work under medical control of pathologist evolution. Determination of risk damage causality and notification of professional disease and at the end, collective epidemiological studies. That's very insightful, thank you. So let's move away from your keynote speech and I want to talk a little bit about the pre and post conference workshops you will be conducting. Um, what can attendees expect out of it? Uh, in the pre and post congress courses, eight hour each, as a PMES, we will propose uh, four didactic moments that uh, will explain in a practical way and with many examples how to carry out the most frequent biomechanical overload risk assessment, such as one course for OCRA for the upper limb repetitive movement, second course variable lifting index uh, as an update of an IOS manual lifting. Other, TACOS method for lower uh, limbs and spine awkward posture. Last course, ergonomics for pre-mapping of all the occupational risks. The teaching will be um, held directly by the author of these methods and by official teachers of the APMES school. All the above uh, methods are part of the ISO standard concerning the ergonomics of biomechanical overload. This is possibly my favorite question in the whole mm -hmm. set of questions. What do you find the most exciting about coming to the Primus conference? As always, uh, the opportunity of uh, international meeting between uh, several researchers. In this case, also the possibility of collaboration, always out but never fully implemented between uh, ECO, International Commission of Occupational Health, and IEA, International Economic Association, of which I belong. In fact, for management of occupational risk, it will be necessary to work together. I agree. I'm looking forward to you coming here. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for this opportunity. Yes.